Welcome to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we value using our voice collectively to explore life challenges, including mental health, addiction, trauma, and ways to heal. With our voice, we empower, encourage, and transform lives. I'm your host, Daishika Bibbs, a certified trauma-focused therapist, licensed clinical social worker, and licensed certified addiction specialist. As you listen, ask questions, and enjoy the show, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. As we embark on this journey together, let's elevate our voice to echo the sound for the voiceless. Today's guest is creative and very, very skillful. She consistently motivates herself to elevate to new levels. She has successfully released three self-promoted albums in 2019. She is the proud founder and owner of an all-female production company, 3K9 Productions. She has her own self-published recipe book called Cheat Days with the Ugly Cook. On top of that, guys, she has a clothing line called the Brion Collection, which she launched in the madness of this pandemic. Her journey has been epic and it has been aired on a multitude of media outlets, including Urban Magazine, All Hip Hop, Young California, Sheen Magazine, Control Magazine, and the Tammy Mac Late Show on Fox Soul TV. Elevated Voices would like to give a round of applause, standing ovation to Aina Brion. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, man, you have done so many great things, like amazing, a cookbook, your clothing line. I mean, wow, you're you're doing it big. And I just want to applaud you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So how did you get into to music? I actually started writing poetry first. So that was kind of like my way of just releasing my thoughts because I didn't really grow up in an environment where you know, we really voiced our opinions or even felt like we had a voice. So we never showed affection. There was no support. So I had to find a way to um, release. So writing poetry, well, I started way before the age of nine, but I started writing music at the age of um, nine. From poetry to music. So I was in love with Tupac. I was in love with the Brett. And they just kind of like fueled that side of me that I didn't even know was there. Wow. That's amazing because I know growing up in Chicago, like one of the biggest things is when we do not have that supportive environment at home and, and, and the ability to express ourselves, the first thing that some of us do is we hit the streets. The rest of us, we turn to games. Mm-hmm. And so just hearing you say, hey, you know, I turned to poetry first. Like, that's amazing. I didn't know that my mama wrote poetry until I got a little older. Right. So apparently passed that down to me. I didn't know because I'd never seen like any examples of it growing up. So it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, I need to find a way. What is the word? Decompress. Whatever I was feeling, I need somebody to talk to. So when I talk to myself in a form 
of poetry and express myself in that way. Right. And I think that's dope because self-expression is something that a lot of us don't do. Right. But a lot of rappers, a lot of artists, they do it. Lil Wayne, Lil Baby, whoever your favorite artist is, that's their form of decompression. That's their form of self-expression. Yeah. And so a lot of people always say, well, I don't want to go to therapy, right? I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but literally your poetry, your rhymes, your bars can be a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. Some of us need it in different ways. So it's nothing wrong with therapy. It's the ideas that it's the narrative that's been painted when it comes to, to therapy that scares a lot of people away from finding some form of therapy. Right. Right. That ugly stigma is like, mm -hmm. what? That? Being open to honest feedback. You know what I mean? Like, it's still a form of therapy. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that in our Black culture, we we shun it. We look at it as being bad. We look at it as being, oh, man, that person is definitely crazy. Because for a long time, that's basically what was associated with mental health. Yeah. You know, oh, that person's schizophrenic. Oh, that person's crazy. But mental health is more than that. Mental health is the mind, the body, the soul, you know, your relationships, sleep. Anything that, that deals with the self is a form of mental health. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely, definitely. How did not having an environment where you can express yourself, how did that affect you? Well, that turned, it carried over into my adulthood, of course. So I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to receive love, um, how to nurture friendships, relationships. So I'd be like, and expressing myself. Like I, I used to have people that, that was uh, considered my partners or whatever you want to call them, lovers, that used to say that I was a mystery. They could never tell like how I felt, how I felt about them, what was going on in my head because we I've been music was my only way of communicating. So that's all, that's the only way I knew how to like really express myself was in a form of writing music. So it, it's, I, I suffered and a central, an essential parts of life, which is those relationships. So it definitely um, hurt me. Right. What you said is definitely important. And the lack of self-expression hindered your relationship. So how did you come to the conclusion that you needed to make positive changes within yourself in order to be able to verbalize and express yourself at a different level? Hearing the same thing over and over again from different people as, as if they almost had a meeting, <laughs> like they all had a meeting, they'll say the same thing about her. So at some point, you have to be open to the feedback that you receive from people that you allow in your personal space. And I wanted something different and I kept attracting the same thing. So it had to be me. A lot of us don't want to look at ourselves and take accountability for ourselves. We love looking outside of ourselves to place blame. And, you know, being in victimhood is like the easiest hood to live in. With me, I, I'm like, it, ha it has to be me because I keep attracting the same experiences over and over again. And I'm hearing the same thing over and over again. Right, right. So he wanted something different and me wanted to fully experience real love and wholeheartedly be in everything that I do. I had to invest in those changes or those adjustments. Right. And the key word or words that you said was 
adjust and invest. And a lot of us don't want to do that. What? I need to change? It's hard. I mean, yeah, if you t- this this real this is real. A lot of people, yeah, if you mentally accept something that's being hard, you're gonna convince yourself out of it. Yeah, you mentally accepted is accepted it as hard, so you're not even open to it. The possibility of it not being hard. Like I'm not saying that it's easy, but it can be simple. You just got to make those choices. Like either way, you put energy into something, staying the same, or you want something different. Right. So it's just all about where you want to place your energy, how you want to utilize your energy. You're right, and that brings me back to one of your IG posts where you mm-hmm. said. Elevating to to new levels will bring out old devils. Mm-hmm. Those weren't your exact words. I'm just summarizing that. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Hold on. Wait, let me play this again. Let me play this again. I played it like five or six times. I'm like, wait, hold on. But what you said is right, though. Like when you do start making those changes or whatever, it is hard. But then when you honestly are moving in a positive direction, things will come into your life. People will come into your lives and just turn it upside down, at least try to and remind you of the old you that you used to be. You got to You got to realize like when you operate out of your lower self, you kind of build in your surroundings. It mirrors that. Right. Right. So as you want to grow and you want to do things different, people going to either fall off or they're going to try to keep you in place. And a lot of, a lot of, What's in us is like, we don't like those type of changes where we're losing people. And that's just an unfortunate part of the process. If people not growing with you, y'all going to end up growing apart. And a lot of us don't want to lose because it's a lonely, it's a lonely process. Like when you going through it, it's lonely. Yet you're going to attract that tribe at your higher self that you actually need. People that's mirroring what you become. But we try to hold on to who we used to be so we can keep the people that we attracted at that level. (laughs) So that's the hard part for a lot of people. It's like, you're going to get judged. People are going to think, oh, you think you're better than us. No, I'm just want to do something different. It's cool if y'all want to say that I'm not judging y'all, but the the energy that we exchange is not going to be the same anymore. Definitely. And one of your songs, actually a few of your songs, like literally like speak to that. Mm-hmm. One of the ones on the Black Lion, the song different song number or track number 11. It speaks facts. I listened to that again like yesterday. I was like, whoa, I'm really OK, because I be I write music and I kind of move on to like the next thing that I'm doing. So when I revisit certain things that I've done, it makes me appreciate my music a little different than when I first write it. Because, you know, you your worst critic. I did come back to that song. I said, this is real. Like, this is, oh, this is real. It is definitely real. And I love the way you captivate your life experiences in your music. Because if I'm someone that really can't express myself, I don't know how to. I wasn't raised to do that. Then Mm -hmm. me listening to your songs, vibing to your music, listening to you. I'm like, you know what? I can I can really see this. I can connect with this. You know, I mm-hmm. see where she's coming from. And so it's really powerful, again, like I said, for you to use your life experiences in your music. So another song that I felt spoke to what we're talking about today is Speeding in the Rain, Family Ties. 
Oh, yes. Yes. First of all, I'm, I, I can't. I'm speechless, first of all. And I'm speechless <laughs> because that's another song that is a hit. And that's on my playlist. So, like, what made you create and feel confident and have the courage to publish that? I mean, uh with my mother for a long time, like me trying to get answers and a part of my healing journey involved my mother and the things that happened within my family. So, I mean, growing up and it was associated with my family and you can't get answers from people who still operate out of a, a, a place of shame. Right. So unfortunately to even spark a conversation, which I mean, it went to the left, went left field. But to even spark a conversation, okay, music. I've never heard them hit me up like, man, this song, no, woo, woo, in any of my music. But as soon as I wrote that one, I'm being contacted with all type of negativity. <laughs> so it's like, okay, right. you guys never shared my music with each other before. But now that I'm speaking on family issues, which I have to get off my chest, and music was my first form of communication, like real communication, I'm doing it in a way that I know. So a lot of people won't understand that they won't get it. You know, family stuff should stay. No, nah, I'm tired of family secrets. That's what ruined a lot of us in our adulthood. Right. We can't really thrive in life and we just surviving and hanging by three. So I did another version of Speeding in the Rain first. I had when I used to be called Temple. So I was like, I want to revisit this one and associate it strictly with just letting go, like expressing myself when it came to how I really felt growing up. Right. The label family that, you know, we hold on to so dearly and we feel so obligated to like be there for the people that destroy us the most, that damage us the most. So that was my form of therapy when it came to that. Like me and my mother wasn't talking at that. I mean, we're good now. But we wasn't talking at that time. And it, it's just, it was like, I always had to be the adult and me in the relationships within my family. And at, at this point, I was just tired. So. Right. Was the motivation for writing that song stemming from the lack of acceptance of who you are as an individual? I think with my mother, it was, she acknowledged my strength early in the game. <laughs> like coming through. <laughs> how resilient I was. So she didn't feel that I needed the same care and attention that my other siblings got. Right. So yeah, we struggled with me being the different one out of the family, but that didn't last long. So I think it was more so of like, again, my mother just thinking I could handle it. You know how that is. The strong is always the least checked up on. So right. yeah, that was my case. You know, without having that full understanding, it made me feel like I was the least favored. Uh, because I was a different one. Right. But you're not the oldest in your family. I'm the second to the youngest. Right. And you you see that a lot with a lot of older, like if you're the first one, if you're the oldest child, you see that a lot. But it, it wasn't that in your case. It was me. Right. I love the fact that you're speaking on family secret because like you said, family secrets really tear us apart and everybody has them. And if somebody say, no, we don't have family secrets in our family, I will, you know, I have to call you out on it because everybody, everybody does. Now, that means it's a secret secret. That means they don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's mad crazy because we do that a lot. You know, we sweep a lot of things under the rug. You got mental health issues. Shame. 
And I always say that shame and the denial hinders people growth and healing process. You can't be ashamed and you have to acknowledge like what's going on. Like, and you have to take accountability or you have to address the person that's the cause of it. Like it has to be a conversation. True. But you know what though? Speaking of conversations, I really have to tie that back to how we were raised because if my mom's mother didn't talk to her about it and she swept it under the rug, right? And my mom is learning, right? She's seeing this. So now when she gets older to have her own kids, when certain things come up, it's hush, hush, let's sweep this under the rug. So literally this is generational learned behavior. Yep. And that's why this was what you see happening in the world right now. We are here to break that cycle. And it's going to take the people who's courageous enough to break that cycle. Because you're right. It's that, again, they didn't have all the information that we have now. They didn't have access to what we have access to now. You got people being more vulnerable, being more open, being more transparent. Right. Back then, it's shame. A woman only supposed to be doing this. A man only supposed to be doing this. So anything that's done outside of what a man and a woman is supposed to represent, they kind of sweep it under the rug and they bury it. So all of this stuff is this way of, of living and raising up your kids is passed down, passed down. And they can only demonstrate what's been displayed to them. Right. That is so important for listeners to hear that because we have to be able to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to step outside of our comfort zone to try something new. Like I know for a fact, I can point out, I can name several different people who have never been outside their neighborhood, mm. let alone been outside of their city. Right. And so when you are scared to elevate yourself, right? Like you said, how can you grow? How can you learn? Because you can't do that being around the same things over and over and over again. You have to be able to experience new things. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard for people now, especially young people too, in society to step outside of that and say, you know what, man, it has to be something bigger and better to life than than this. You got to feel it. And uh, uh, we've been raised up or we've been conditioned to kind of go against our feminine. If you notice, there's been a lot of masculine energy being displayed in the world. And we've been conditioned to go against our feminine. Your feminine is your gut. Like you, that intuition, like, you know, like something isn't right. And that's what I tapped into. I'm like, I know something isn't right. Like this, this does not feel right. Even though I didn't have anything else to compare it to growing up, I felt it. Right. I felt like some something was off. I'm different. Um, this is this is not it. Like I, I just felt it, and uh, we got to start trusting ourselves because sometimes we talk ourselves out of what we really feel, and we make ourselves feel like we're just being crazy or overthinking and or paranoid. Right. And I love the way that you phrase that in the sense of my intuition is one of the things that I use to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And I give you mad respect for that because a lot of people can't say that. But one of the things that I have learned is a lot of people aren't comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know who they are. Nope. And so going back to what you said earlier, being able to grow, being able to elevate, right? I can't even do that if I don't know who I am. Yeah. I know who they want me to be, right? I know who they say I am. Yeah. But I don't even know who I am. Yeah, well, they say it's easy 
to a lot of people or convince people of a lie, but it's hard to convince people that they've been lied to. So you got a lot of us where we're following everything except for ourselves. And it's okay to be lost as long as you're, okay, it's okay to be lost because in order for you to even know how you want to exist in the world, you have to live in, in, in ways that's not even desirable. Like, so you can have something to kind of compare it to like, okay, everything has to serve a purpose. Like a lot of people stay in place. Like it, it's a treadmill for them and versus right. going, getting outside and actually going for a walk that takes you somewhere. It's like they're, they're still the same because they're comfortable there and they're familiar with those grounds already. Right. So to get to know different parts of yourself and realize how vast you really are, like it's so much to you. A lot of people are scared of, of that thought, like finding out things about them. Maybe they, they don't even like. That's okay too. Gotta embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to embrace Yeah, you do. We not all beautiful. Like that, <laughs> that's the beautiful part. Is it's levels to you. It's it's so it's so much to us. It's crazy. Right. Definitely. And I have to agree because we do have levels. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to identify the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you can't accept yourself for those three things, it's going to be hard on you. You're always going to have this inter battle with yourself about who you are, who you Mm -hmm. should be. You haven't validated yourself. You haven't embraced yourself. So you're always going to look for that, that embrace and that validation outside of yourself. Definitely. But that comes along with what you said a few minutes ago. What is your purpose? Step into your purpose. Learn what your purpose is. Because when you know what your purpose is or when you're developing and you're learning and you're figuring out what your purpose is, then that's where things change, things shift. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, I'm getting to that point. I, I get that question all the time. Like, how do you figure out your purpose? How do you figure out your purpose? I look back when you was a child. That is that not where... Right. They started kind of like lead you into all different things that they wanted for you. So you got to read mm-hmm. that. What was that one thing it was hard to pull you away from? Right. Your inner child is something people really, really need to work on healing because you're, you're, when you was a child, you experienced the highest level of freedom. Uh, you can, ex- you can express yourself without caring. If people looking at you, you walk around, you boo boo on yourself. You don't care who smell it. Like you were, you were free as a child. So as you, now that we've been detoured or rerouted, whatever the correct word is for it, you have to find your way back to that inner child and what feel good, what makes you feel free. And you can only do that by experiencing different things and then being open, doing these experiences and, and, and tap into your feminine and see what sits right with your spirit. What makes you right. feel more whole? What warms your heart? Feel your heart. And you like, this is it right here. I don't care if it's the dumbest thing in the world to other people. If it makes you feel free, that's your life. If you're flowing at it without no training and it's come to you naturally, yeah, you can still dive into little research on it. But if it comes to you naturally and it, it sits right with you, that's that's your light right there. Right. And nobody can deny that. Okay. Nobody can take that away from you. I know what makes me good, make me cry, what makes me feel free and disconnected from what they've painted as reality. I know it. Even if it makes me no money, it'll come to me. I'm not even worried. I have unwavering faith. You have to. You have transitioned into this amazing individual. If somebody is listening to this podcast right now Mm -hmm. and they're struggling with self-expression, 
self-identity, living out their purpose, finding out or trying to figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. What advice would you like to give them? You have to disconnect yourself from opinions. That stops a lot of people from really exploring who they are, what they want to do. They don't really have that confidence because it's always associated with what somebody might say, what they might think, who might accept it. You have to disconnect yourself from caring about being validated outside of yourself. So it has to be a lot of self-everything taking place. You have to choose it. Literally, everything is a choice. So if you're having a hard time with it, even when it comes to expressing yourself, I don't care if it sounds stupid. Start doing it. Become consistent in it the same way you did before you knew how to walk. You got up. Your parents, you know, held you by the hand. Yeah. And you tried it. You tried it on your own. You kept doing, kept doing it. Now we get up. It's second nature. Right. We don't tell ourselves to do it. So anything that you become like consistent at, that becomes your frequency. You doing it frequently is going to be your frequency. So even if it don't feel right at the moment because you're so you're so conditioned to doing things a certain way, if you know this the way the route you're supposed to be going, you have to choose it consistently every day. It's beautiful on this side. And once you free yourself from people's opinions, you're going to get to a dangerous level of freedom. I love it because literally you took those words out of my mouth. We are so conditioned, Mm -hmm. but like you said, once you choose, right? Once you choose it, you stay consistent with it. Hey, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Nobody can touch that. Nobody. That's your highest level of self. And when you get to that point, it's different. You think different. You walk different. You talk different. It's to the point I almost forgot certain things, like how I used to move a certain way. It feels so like foreign now. It's like, I used to do that. I have people yeah. reminding me like, yeah, I'm like, I was like that. That's how far away from, I mean, it's always going to be a part of you in such a form, but you learn how to tame it. You know, I'm not suppressing it because anytime that old me needs to come out in the right situation, it's going to be there. Right. If a listener wants to learn more about you and the different projects that you're doing, how do they reach out to you? I'm on every social media platform across the board as Aina Brion. That's A-I-N-A-B-R-E-I-Y-O-N. All across the board. So listeners, you have heard it directly from Aina Brion. Reach out. Go listen to her albums. Follow her on Instagram, man. She is, she's lit and she's the real deal. And I just want to thank her for being on my podcast, sharing knowledge with us. I appreciate you having me. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we enjoy using our voice to share information which promotes growth and change. Never feel like you are alone. Join our Elevated Voices podcast community at Elevated Voices underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned to bi-weekly episodes wherever you get your podcast. If there is a topic that you would like me to cover, or if you have questions, you can send me an email via my Elevated Voices podcast Facebook page. And remember, don't forget to let your voice be heard.